Hey guys, I'm Sean, and uh, this is going to be my primarily basketball podcast. I do want to talk about other things as well, you know, whether it's new music or even music I've been listening to recently that's from like the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, I want to talk about football, baseball, boxing, news, movies, shows, or just funny things I see on Twitter or TikTok or whatever. And... Um, you know, firstly, I just want to let you guys know what type of basketball fan I am. You know, I'm what people would consider an obsessive fan. You know, I watch the games. I buy video games of the game. You know, I probably have an abusive relationship with 2K, where every year Ronnie 2K is like, this is the best one yet, guys. And, you know, I know it's not. I know it's not. But I'm hooked and end up buying it anyways. You know, I actually, I actually used to buy it right away, but now we've actually been buying it during, like, the Boxing Day sale or even, like, I don't know what the day is on February or March, but they have deals then, and uh, it's on sale then, and that, that's when I usually buy it now. So I'm not giving them my entire $60 or 80 anymore. I'm only giving them, like, 20 or 30 uh, So on top of that, you know, I, I probably listen to, like, five, six podcast weekly about the game you know I just love NBA basketball you know and I and I do mean NBA basketball I don't watch college or international uh not interested in that really and um unless there's like a big time prospect you know like I did watch some Duke games when Zion was there and uh I did watch some Luca overseas and uh yeah, so if it's like a can't-miss prospect, I do watch it then just to see what the hype is about. All right, so let's talk about the big NBA news. You know, this has been headlining all the talk shows and podcasts. It's it's everywhere on Twitter. So let's, you know, let's really talk about it. You know, why won't the Hornets bench Devontae Graham for LaMelo already? I just don't get it. I don't get it. Graham is not playing well at all. LaMelo is playing really good ball. You know, that's <laughs> you know, that's that's something I do want that's something I do want to talk about maybe on a maybe on a later episode. You know, we're only 10 to 12 games in and uh I want to give I want to give Devontae Graham some time to maybe get his three-point shooting back on track. Uh <laughs> so that let's actually let's actually talk about James Harden to the Nets. You know, they give up uh, Karis and Allen and Prince. They give up four picks and four swaps. And um, honestly, I don't really care about that. I just want to focus on the Nets right now. You know, the Nets are seven and six. They are the sixth best offense and 13th best defense. But since their first two games where they just demolished the Warriors and uh, the Celtics on Christmas, since then, they're the 22nd best defense, which I think is probably more so where they'll be for the season. You know, so essentially what they've done is they've uh, strengthened, they strengthened, strengthened their strength. You know, they're adding a top five shooting guard ever, you know, adding an all-time great scorer to already an all-time great scoring KD, 
and also an explosive scorer in Kyrie, which honestly I kind of I kind of like it because when you strengthen your strength, you're kind of giving yourself a puncher's chance. But the thing is, the, when you assemble a team like this, you're not looking for a puncher's chance. You know, you're you're looking for a legitimate chance. Like you want like you want you want the like if you face like the Clippers in the finals, you want it to be like fifty fifty. You know, if you face uh the Lakers, you know, you want it to be like sixty forty or like fifty five forty five. You know, you just you don't want just like uh oh we have a ten percent chance of beating the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks or even like the Celtics. actually they probably have a better chance against the Celtics. But yeah, so you don't you don't you don't want just like a puncher's chance, but you know a lot of teams when they strengthen the strength, that's what they're usually going for. Like that, I think it was the twenty seventeen, yeah, the twenty seventeen Rockets. You know they had James Harden at point guard, and then they traded for like Lou Will, and I can't remember. I think they traded for one more person, but I know they added Lou Will to already like. James Harden, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Capella, Ariza. So they didn't, they didn't have that much defensive, um, you know, talent yet. Because in the 2018, the 2018 Rockets, they had a lot of defense. You know, when they traded for Chris Paul, they got Luke. And, um, you know, they, they played really well on defense. But the 2017 Rockets, they, they were a offensive team that were like, you know, we, we can't add, you know, we're, we're not that good on defense, and if we trade for another defender, we're going to go from, like, a below-average defense to an average defense. That's not, that's not really doing much for us. So let's, you know, we're a top-five offense. Let's add another offensive guy, and maybe, you know, we can just overwhelm teams like that. No, that's not what happened because, you know, James Harden choked against the Spurs in game six where Kawhi didn't play and he just, he put up a stinker. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about James Harden entirely yet, but let's, um, let's talk about the Nets again. So they have two top, uh, I would say, seven to eight players in the league. Uh, I'm a little lower on Harden, as you guys just heard. <laughs> heard. And... Um, but I do, I do think he's a true superstar. Like he is a true, he is a guy that you can build a true contender around, and he is a true superstar. You know, KD is completely healthy. He looks like KD, and uh, when KD is completely healthy, I think he's the second best player behind LeBron. And Kyrie is like a top fifteen to twenty player who can, who can play like a top ten player, on any given night. So this is honest, like, when you just, when you put it in these terms where it's like, you know, two top seven to eight players and another top 15 to 20 player, you know, that's that's what the 2011 Heat had. You know, Braun and Wade were both, you know, two true superstars and two top five players, and Bosch was a top 15 player. You know, the difference is, you know, they, they played on both ends, and... Um, why, they played both ends, so they were good defenders, great defenders. You know, LeBron and Wade were probably two of the best at their position. Bosch was okay, and then he got really good in Miami. So, 
on top of being great offensive players, they were great on defense. You know, Braun, I think, I think even before the Heat, he finished second for Depoy once, and he was first team all defense. Wade was all defense. And, uh, you know, Bosch was fine, and then when he got to Miami, he became really good. And uh, so the, the, that Heat team, they had absolute nothing around them. That that team had nothing. They were so bad. Uh, you know, it was like uh, Mario, Carlos Arroyo. Like, it wasn't even good Mario Chalmers yet. It was like Carlos Arroyo. I think it was like Mike Bibby. You know, I think Mike Miller was hurt for that season. Uh, they had like, you know, Big Z, Joel Anthony, and like, a bunch of garbage around them and it didn't matter like you know people talk about their slow start that season I think it started like nine and eight or something like that they still almost won 60 games like I think they went they won 58 games like they had nothing around them the pieces did not fit and they still won almost 60 games because you know those three guys were playing like 36 to 40 minutes a night and they played on both ends. And uh, this team doesn't, this team, when you look at it, it doesn't, like, when they got put together, it didn't, like, scare me if I was another team. Like, even though it's very clearly a super team, it doesn't really put any fear in other teams. And it's because they don't play defense. And their depth is now a little shaky, especially because I'm assuming Spencer is out for the entire season. And uh, they do have solid role players, but, like, it's, it's nothing that impressive. Like, all their role players are ideally, like, your eighth man. Like, that's what... Except for Joe Harris, obviously. But, like, everyone after that is, like, ideally your eighth man. And um, so just going through their roster by starters and then uh, their bench. So point guard, Kyrie. You know, if he comes back, you know, he's taking a little bit of a hiatus. And... Uh, and I'm going to assume he does come back. And if at some point he says, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to retire or take this year off, you know, we'll discuss it then. You know, actually, I, I, I do want to talk about what he's been up to. So he signed with them in 2019. He played like 20 games and then out for the entire season with the shoulder thing. You know, reports everywhere were like, yeah, he could have played, but he didn't want to. And uh, this year, completely healthy, out for personal reasons, which, yeah, sure, you know, you miss a game, you miss two games, you know, even miss three games. You know, everyone needs a break at times, but no one knows what you're doing. You know, what the fuck is that? I don't understand. And then there's a video out of him at his sister's birthday, no masks, you know, a crowded place. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't understand. And uh, we killed... James Harden for this, so we have to do this with Kyrie as well. And I do find it kind of interesting because these players, friends, and family know the rules too. So it's like, you know, why isn't his sister like, yo, if you get caught, you know, if someone takes a video of you, you're going to lose like $500,000. You know, you're breaking protocol. Like, why wasn't, you know, when James Harden was out there, why wasn't his, you know, friends like, yo, Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. You're about to get fined for this. And, you know, maybe James Harden and Kyrie are like, I don't really care. Like, that money isn't that much to me. <clears throat> so I don't really care about that. So maybe, maybe that's what's going on. And, um, you know, there's also reports that 
he's upset about what happened on at the Capitol, and um, you know that's you know I mean I'm in Canada and like I saw those and my timeline was a lot of mostly just jokes, but I could like I completely understand why some people saw that and I'm like yo this is some scary shit like this is what happens in like third world countries or like that's what they tell us happens in third world countries so it's happening in the u.s and that's some scary shit so like if he's like and you know these white people are you know going to the capital and nothing's happening to them but like if that were some black people like they would have been getting shot at and tear gassed and all that stuff so I, I do understand it, but like you, you have to tell people like what what's going on, and he's he hasn't done that. And then there's also that, you know, like I mentioned, like there's the video of him at his sister's birthday party, so that's not a great look either. <clears throat> and um, the other night before the Nets game, I think like 30 minutes before this, I'm at a Zoom meeting, and that's like just another what the fuck are you doing, you know. There was another report that he didn't want Nash as the coach, that him and Katie are kind of distant now, which I don't think is a huge deal because if you've read or heard about Kyrie, you know he was about he was on that road tripping podcast with uh, RJ and Channing a bunch for hours, so you did kind of see and hear what he's like, and uh, this whole thing about don't communicate and. Distance yourself, distance yourself for a little bit. You know, I don't think that really shocked many people that know him. You know, he's been doing this. You know, I think the best, I think the best way to deal with having Kyrie on your team is like the 13th to like 15th men. You know, just have them be like Kyrie's friends, like NBA players that are Kyrie communicators. Like get Iman Shumpert on the team. Get like Jordan McRae on the team. You know, someone who's really friends with Kyrie. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe KD is that. Maybe KD truly is that. And KD knows this isn't a big deal and that Kyrie's, Kyrie has told him what's going on. He's going to come back. And uh, so maybe, maybe KD truly is that guy for him. You know, I just know that Kyrie wasn't uh, bullshitting about anything he said on that road tripping podcast where he said... No, he might just, his friends think he might just pull a Lauren Hill and retire out of nowhere. And, you know, he said something, he said something about, like, he wanted to start his own community. Like, he just wanted to buy, like, a big piece of land and just do everything himself. Like, have his friends move in, have his family move in. And... You know that that's the that's the Kyrie that I actually do find interesting when he talks about like the government and like the Earth being flat. Like I don't find that interesting at all because that's just like dumb shit. But when he talks about hey, you know, I I might want to retire early. I might want to just start my own community, just live on just live on this farm with me, my friends, my family, and we do everything ourselves. Like that that I do find interesting. And um, so, like, I wouldn't, like, if he just retired out of nowhere, I wouldn't be shocked about that. You know, I'm not really shocked by anything Kyrie does. You know, if one day we just see him, like, 
a week from now we just see him like climbing Mount Everest. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, Kyrie? But I would be like, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna be shocked by it. And um you know, he's a he's a tremendous player. He's already a proven number two. He's a great playoff performer when he is a number two. Not the best player on the team, but when he has someone that he's playing off of that's clearly better than him. He's he's great like that. <clears throat> And uh, he's probably going to be a... I, I think he should be a second ballot Hall of Famer because if Bosch is in first, then I don't think Kyrie should be either. But may, because maybe Kyrie hit that shot, he might be first, I don't know. But I, I would imagine he's probably first or second ballot Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, he's, go, he's going to be mentioned forever. You know, not because he was this all-time... You know, great player or point guard, but you know, you play with LeBron, you play on that team, you make that shot, you do it against that team, you know, you do it over Steph, who's probably a top two, three point guard ever, and uh, yeah, you're always going to be remembered. Like whenever they bring up clutches shots, you know, clutches moments in history, you know, when they make documentaries about LeBron because he's a top three player ever, like you're going to be brought up. And uh, anyways, I, was, I wanted to talk about the Nets defense. Anyway, so uh, Kyrie right now, he's a below average defender. <laughs> you know, I just went right into the defense. So, yeah, he's a, he's a below average defender who, when, he, when he's a, engaged on defense, he's probably, he's probably slightly above average. He's probably, like a, he's probably like a B when he does try, especially he's a... Yeah, he's, he's, I would say he's a B on defense when he does try. And uh, <coughs> the newly acquired James Harden, uh, you know, he's average to sometimes slightly above average, you know, solid post-up defender because it's a strength matchup and not like guarding someone in open space. You know, he's really good at switching. I, I have noticed that. Uh, Joe Harris, he's good, but if he's going to be playing small forward, you know, he might get bullied because he is only, like, 6'5", and uh, he, he doesn't have, like, a big, long wingspan. So I do think the really good forwards would take advantage of him pretty easily. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's obviously really good. He's, a good. he's good on the perimeter. He's a, he, he's a solid help defender. He's solid in the post, solid at the rim, just a really good, solid defender. Uh, DeAndre hasn't been good for a while. He, I think, <clears throat> I think when he's trying, he's probably average to slightly above average if he's at his best. Uh, so that's the starting lineup, and uh, you know it's mostly average to players who can be slightly above average to just solid defenders. And then you go on their bench, so they have no center except uh, Claxton, who doesn't play. So it's mostly been Jeff Green at center and some KD. Uh, their backup point guard is Chris Chioza, who, saw, who actually who actually I do like. You know, if he's giving you like 12 minutes off the bench, I don't mind that. But you can you can really just stagger Kyrie and Harden, so it doesn't really matter. Tyler Johnson's on the roster, but he doesn't play. Their other guards and wings are Shamit, who's um, probably a below-average defender. And he hasn't been a great shooter since that rookie year of his, like he's been 
Last year he was pretty solid. I think he shot like thirty seven percent, which like it's it's good. But like if you are that mold of a player, like you are a Joe Harris, Kyle Korver type, like thirty seven, like JJ Redick, like thirty seven is just not good enough. Like you need to be in those forty percent. And this year he hasn't shot it well either. Um, and you know he's been struggling with the shot for two seasons now. And uh, I don't understand why they swapped with the Clippers and Pistons. Like, they should have just traded that 19th pick for Kennard, who's much more talented than Shamit. You know, the concern with Kennard is he doesn't stay healthy, and Shamit has been durable. But they're, but they're marginal players. You know, especially Shamit. Like, he's a marginal player where it's nice to have him. But if he gets injured or if he misses time... Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you won't really miss them. So that so that was strange in my opinion. Like, they probably should have traded that 19th pick for Kennard. Um, they got Bruce Brown, who actually I do like. Um, I don't know what I don't know what the Pistons were thinking. Just giving him up. He's a solid defender. He can shoot, but he does a lot of other things to make up for it. Uh, he's a solid passer, ball handler, great rebounder for his size. Uh, they have TLC. Uh, TLC's actually turned himself into like a solid eighth man, ideally. But like he has started some games for the Nets. But he's 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 a good he's a good role player. I think he's like a worst KCP. You know, he plays pretty similarly to him, but just like the flea market version. And if he's your twelve to twenty minutes a game type of guy, that's not bad. That's fine. You know, he's a, a solid defender. Uh, I wouldn't say good, but, like, he's a solid defender. Uh, he would, he would all, like, Joe Harris, he would also get bullied by, like, the really good small forwards. And um, after that, they have Jeff Green, like I mentioned. And uh, Jeff, Jeff's just solid. Like, we know what he is. He's been in the league for forever now, I think 2007. Because he got, yeah, 2000, yeah 2007. Maybe 2008. 2007 or 2008, I know that. You know, he's been on 10 different teams, and he's just a solid role player. So this team, being bad on defense, will always give the other team a chance because they know they can score on this team. You know, they don't have to really focus on, like, oh, how are we going to score on them? You know, so if I'm, if I'm like the Celtics, you know, I'm going to play my regular game and run my sets but if it's not working, I'm just going to say, you know, Kemba, get in a pick and roll and have, like, DeAndre guard that. You know, let's get uh, uh, Kyrie and James on uh, Jalen Tatum where they'll have, like, a size mismatch. Same thing with Harris, honestly, because um, he's fine, but he, he gives up too much size to the really elite forwards, and I think Jalen and Tatum would take advantage of that. You know, let's get... Uh, Kyrie and DeAndre involved in a pick and roll. Let's get James Harden and DeAndre involved in a pick and roll, and um, you know, let's do things like that. You know, if I'm th- and then um, if I'm the Bucks, same thing here. You know, jo- Giannis is going to look at that team and go, they don't have a goddamn soul that can guard me. You know, there's no Kawhi there. You know, they don't have Kawhi and then Mark and Ibaka waiting in the paint. There's no Crowder plus Bam. You know, KD is too. Uh, he- 
Small, I don't think is the right. He's not physical enough for Giannis. Like Giannis would bully him. And uh, Jeff Green, they're gonna try throwing at him. He's not gonna work. Uh, I would honestly try. If if I had, I I don't know. I was gonna say I would try DeAndre on him. Just like have DeAndre stand right outside of like the free throw line, the restricted area, and just you know if Giannis shoots it, whatever, shoot it. Other than that. You know, like run at DeAndre and maybe like I think I think Giannis would would have no problem with that either. But if like that's something I would try if I were the Nets. You know, the Seventy Sixers I'm not that high on because I'm not really a Ben Simmons fan at all. I'm a fan of it. I'm I'm a fan of his talent. I just don't see it with him like others do. Like I just don't see it at all. And. Uh, but even then, like, who's going to guard Joel? He's going to eat up DeAndre. And then it's going to be, like, KD and, like, Jeff Green trying to guard him. And he's going to have their whole team in foul trouble by, like, two minutes into the game. Uh, Miami, I'm not sure of yet. They've been ravished with injury. So I need to see them healthy for, like, 20 games first. Uh, a team like the Pacers, even, like, they have no one for Sabonis. Sabonis I watched Sabonis against the Nets last year, and he just bullied. He destroyed DeAndre. Like, DeAndre had nothing for him. And uh, <clears throat> the the Nets don't really have enough players to, like, put on Brogdon, Karras, and Warren. Like, KD can probably take one of them, but he can't, like, Kyrie's going to have to guard one of them. You know, James is going to have to guard one of them. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, so they have a bunch of players they can throw at that team. You know, obviously these teams are going to have to worry about guarding the Nets, but they don't have to worry about, okay, how, now how are we going to score on them? And that's the difference between them and, like, other recent teams, other recent super teams. Because, like, the Warriors and the Heat and, you, like, Celtics, of course, with KG, like, you, you have to figure out, how okay, how are we going to attack this team? How are we going to score on them? And then you have to focus on, okay, how are we going to stop them? You know, the... The teams now, they just have to worry about really how we're going to stop them because, you know, they're not a good defense. The Nets are not a good defense. And you will be able to score efficiently and easily against them. And I think that's why, you know, they don't really strike fear in other teams like the other super teams did. All right, so let's talk about now the real big thing going on in the world. You know, this is impacting everyone, everywhere, I'm pretty sure. And uh, this, is, this is the real important thing. And what I'm talking about, I think we all already know. It started last week, and um, I'm talking about the Busted Challenge. I think, I think we all knew that, right? <laughs> And I just, I just want to say, oh, my God. You know, any challenge that has, you know, women getting dressed up and putting on makeup and, you know, throwing ass, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I feel like I've been watching them nonstop for, like, four days now. You know, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe how many tweets I've seen where, you know, it's dumbass men talking about, Oh, this just shows how y'all not that attractive, really, without all that makeup. And to that, I just want to say, 
Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Stop being a fucking loser for just one minute. You know, it's also hilarious seeing new videos of women doing them. And the caption is like, you know, I hope I'm not too late. Like, we were ever going to turn away, you know, a video of a woman throwing ass. Like, we're not turning that away. You know, that challenge also somehow led to one of my favorite Twitter trends. Where it's like, the face. And then it's like a slash mark. And it's like, the ass. You know, which is probably my... I, I do think that's my favorite ever, favorite. Twitter trend ever, but I I just can't get I just can't get sucked into that. Like it's too much, it's too much ass on the timeline. I might just like self combust or something. So I've I've avoided that entirely. You know I'm content with just the, you know the busted challenge videos, you know for now anyways. Uh, but just those two hitting the timeline together, that's pretty much like, you know. If, LeBron and, like, Jordan played on the same team, you know. So, like, I've been very happy with that. And, uh, yeah, this is how, this, I think this is how I want to end my first podcast ever. I want to, I want to talk about the Busted Challenge. Uh, you know, the, the, real, the real important thing going on. And, um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do this weekly. You know, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Yeah, like I said, weekly. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'll probably do one, another one on. I'll probably do another one tomorrow just to talk about the NFL playoffs. I wanna, I wanna get my predictions out there. <laughs> like anyone gives a fuck about my prediction, I'm like, no, no one really cares about my predictions. But I do just want to get them out. You know, just I want to get some content out there. I just wanna, you know, whenever I, I, I want to talk about something, I'm just gonna release and podcast about it. I'll just start recording and release it. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys.